Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Stanley J. Targos III, and I'm the host of The Responsible Podcast. Today, we have a great show. It's about the strength of the family and bring back the farm is what I'm thinking. And the reason I say that is our families have a tremendous amount of strength when we work together as a family unit. The problem is with everyone wanting to be an individual and everyone not wanting to step on toes and everyone wanting to be respectful, we lose the ability to let the family work together as a unit. I'm not talking about cleaning the house and and doing stuff like that. I'm talking about financially. If you look at how much money your whole family has made, mom and dad and all the kids, over a 50-year period, there's probably millions of dollars that have been generated. But you wake up 50 years later, how much do you have to show forth as a family? Most of the time, it's not that much. But if someone told me, Stan, I'll give you a million dollars to do this job, I'd be super excited if they said, but I'm going to pay you over 50 years. I would not be as excited because 20 grand a year isn't enough. A million up front is one thing. 50 years of 20,000 is still a million, but it means something way different. So when we think about the value of a family, the strength of a family, bringing back the farm, what do we mean? The family functioning together as a unit with respect, with a common goal, and with purpose is a lost art. We need to share from generation to generation what it means to keep what we've worked hard for. We need to share the stories. Think about hundreds of years ago, before they had pen and paper and internet, they would tell the stories of the family by sitting around the campfire, sitting around the the house, sitting around whatever they were living in and telling stories about the grandparents and the travels and the journeys and how hard they worked and what it meant to build this house that they're living in and how they had to collect rocks, bricks, and stones for 10 years or 20 years to finally get this house that they could live in and have shelter and be protected from the wild animals. And when the grandkids took over that house or that structure, There was a value to it. They did everything they could to protect it, to provide for it, to build on, to make it better. It was expected if you had a piece of property that you weren't going to move across the country because it was a different time. I get that. But they were going to build something else on that property. They're going to expand. They're going to make the property better. They're going to farm more. They're going to grow more. They're going to turn it into a business, generate revenue, so that the next generation wouldn't have to work as hard to survive and sustain the way this generation did which is better than the last generation. Think about a hundred years ago, even in our country, it wasn't uncommon to have three generations of a family living on the farm together. The grandparents, parents, and grandkids with the expectation that one day the grandparents would be gone, the parents would take over, the kids would be there to work it. And I get not everyone wants to be a farmer and people need to go and become doctors and business people. I get that. But we lost the element of the farm, and when we lost the element of the farm, we lost the element of building on a foundation that can be transferred from generation to generation, and it's not just the money. 
the responsible brand, we know that money's important, but we believe that God is doing something in our lives and he wants us to be good stewards of those gifts and transfer to the next generation. It's the character, it's the integrity, it's the values, it's the foundational elements of how we're living to respect each other, to work hard and have a work ethic, to have healthy pride in what we're doing as Americans and as our nationality and our families. I'm Polish and Mexican. I love it. I'm an American, but I'm a Christian first. You might not believe that. You might not have that same philosophy, and that's okay. But every decision that we make is based on that hierarchy. Is what I'm doing honoring God? Is what I'm doing honoring my family? Is what I'm doing honoring my country? Is what I'm doing honoring my nationality, my ethnicity? And am I doing it and hurting others? Because then I don't want to do it. But let's talk about just the whole element of building that farm. Bringing back the farm, the strength of the family. I've got three kids, me and my wife. We love our kids. Do I talk to them about money and my money and what we work for? Or do I just let them think it happens? I don't know how I'm going to be when they're older. They might get into stuff and I might not want to share things with them because I, I think that it's detrimental. I might not want them to think that they're going to get a million dollars or get $10,000 because I don't know. But I'm not working my butt off today. I'm not sacrificing my time, my energy, my resources to generate some wealth and provide for the family so that my kids don't get anything or my grandkids don't get anything or they don't understand the work and the energy that it took to build something so that they can not respect it. I don't want them to get an inheritance of fifty dollars or $100,000 and at age 62 go to Lego World Championship in Amsterdam and blow it because I didn't teach them the value of a dollar and the value of the work ethic and the value of giving to the next generation. I want them to take what they're given and do something great with it. I want them to build upon it. Along the way, I want to give them the legacy of the memories that they've earned and deserved too. Because I want them talking about great grandpa Targus, my grandpa, and what he did and how he used to say, Stash, use your head for something other than a hat rack. And how I used to see him walking around the shop floor in his mid-60s and early 70s pushing a broom. He was retired and he was showing up every day. He was giving back in the community. He was part of the church. He was part of the Knights of Columbus. He was part of the credit union board. He was active. My other grandparents the same way. They were dancing. They were playing pool. They were at the senior center. They were teaching crocheting and knitting and giving back. My parents are the same way. We have this cottage up north and I love the cottage because it's an example of a visible memory. It's a legacy. It's the farm that we want to give to the next generation. And it's not about raising food. It's about raising memory, creating family, creating environment, and building something that people sacrificed for that we get to preserve. We're not entitled to it. We respect it. I don't just show up and don't expect to rake the leaves and clean the roof and clean the garage and get the boat cleaned up and take care of the stuff. And I show up and I do my part. And I teach my kids the same thing. My kids show up, they do dishes. They rake the leaves. They pick up the yard. They move the canabels from the beach. My grandma used to call the rocks canabels. Let's move these canabels. I don't even know what that means. I just know when they landed, it made it sound like canabel. That's my guess. 
It's that history. It's that rich history. It's those traditions that get passed down. We've lost it. We need to get it back. Because the fulfillment, the joy, and the happiness that we have comes from being successful as individuals, but it also comes from raising the level of the whole family. But if half the family believes in working hard and half the family believes in entitlement, how do you succeed? Well, that comes back to the grandparents teaching the lessons. People are allowed to have their own ideas and concepts, but not at the expense of the family. And financially, if we're building our whole lives and we're buying into this, the greatest generation, my, my, my grandparents who were in World War II didn't talk about money with their kids. Okay. What are they teaching you? And when they died, how did you handle it? And when your grandparents died, how did your parents handle it? Did they wish that they would have done something to set the stage and eliminate the burden and the pain? Or did they leave? You didn't even know they had a million dollars and they left it to you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that that was coming so that you could plan a little bit, so that you could leverage the strength of the family to increase? Not out of greed or envy, but out of desire to make the family better? What if they had all their money set aside in their retirement account and they died and Uncle Sam walks away with 50% and the family walks away with 50%? I love talking to older people and I say, listen, you've got three kids. From your four heirs, who's going to get the most when you pass away? They're like, Stan, I have three kids. I said, I know, I heard you. But when you pass away from your four heirs, who's going to get the most? I told you I had three kids. I, I know. When, when, you're, when you pass away from your four heirs, who's going to get the most? They're, all right, they're each going to get an equal amount. I said, no. Uncle Sam is going to walk away with between 30 and 50% and your biological kids are going to walk away with 17% each. It looks like you love Uncle Sam more than you love your kids. And I'm patriotic and I love my country, but I'm not giving them more than they need because they're not efficient with how they spend money right now. Why would I give them more? I think it's better off kept in the hands of my kids and my grandkids if I do a good job passing down the values and what the family means to me and what it can mean to them. At the end of the day, family is it. It's God and family. Foundation. But if we can build and grow our family assets and build the worth of our family as well as the character, integrity, work ethic, and faith, how much better off will our next generation and the generation after them be? When there's a family college fund that anyone who goes to college, the family's got a trust set up that can pay for two, three, four generations deep college so that mom and dad don't have to worry about dropping 50, 60, 70 grand a year when their kids turn 18. Wouldn't that be nice? Even if it's 15,000 per kid per year and not the whole amount, isn't that better than nothing? And then if you're going to take from that as a family, you need to contribute back as a family. It's like taking that family farm and saying, well, we're just going to harvest what grandma and grandpa grew, but we're never going to plant more seeds. We're never going to expand the garden. We're never going to expand the house. We're never going to buy modern equipment. We're just going to you do what they did. No, we need to build on it. We need to take what's available. We need to add to it. We're losing it. And I've heard everyone say, well, it's the I want it now and what's in it for me generation. No, really, it's been a steady downslide when we've been leaning on the government to take care of us instead of leaning on the family to provide for what we need. We need to get back to the family is the core of what we need. 
The government is not the provider, the protect, the protector, yes, from other countries. The provider, no. Government should be our boss. The family should be the financial provider. And if we start doing things the right way, we'll wake up in 60 years and we'll see our generational kids and grandkids and the next generations elevated way above what we are. And it's not based on greed and goofiness and wastefulness. It's built on character, integrity, work ethic, not entitlement. When the grandkids were on the farm, they were working just as hard as the parents and the grandparents. Someone told me, Stan, grandparents teach character. Parents teach everything else. I don't want the schools teaching my kids character, work ethic. I don't want the government teaching my kids work ethic and character and integrity. I want that to come from what me and my wife believe. And I think you do too. More and more families that I talk to want to have that living in their kids. They want to control it. Now, I might not be a chemist and a and a biologist and a math expert and an English teacher, and I'm going to leverage those people and their skills. But the core things come from the family. My kids go to church with me. My kids see me tithe. When we... When we're late on the mortgage payment, we're tithing. My kids see that. When we're not taking a vacation, they see that I'm working hard. When we have abundance, they see it's, an, it's a direct result of working hard and what God's doing in our lives. We're not out buying Bugattis and wasting money and doing things. We have fun. We like the $12 milkshakes with the chocolate chips and all that stuff in it. We don't go every week or even every month or every six months. Just like everyone else, we're not as efficient 100% with everything we have, but we try and get better. Today's parents don't share that private information with their kids. They need to start. We need to eliminate that. That's private. I'm not talking about it. Okay, well, how are we going to take care of you when you have an old age issue and you need in-home care or nursing home care? The idea of just bury me in the backyard like Archie Bunker doesn't work. No one does that. That's not even a funny joke anymore. Because when something happens to you, that's a burden to your kids or grandkids. But if we work together as a family, as you're getting older, we can work together as a family financially, pool some of our resources, and take care of the family. And have some left over. And change the direction so that our family legacy is not being a burden to the next generation, but being a blessing to two generations. Starts with every decision we make financially, being willing to have an open discussion and letting the responsible brand person that you're working with quarterback the the talk. It's not about your parents need to change their financial person and their path. No, we just need to communicate up and down to make sure that what we're doing is adding to what you have. We're not double paying for something you've already taken care of and we're protecting the next generation efficiently. 
You know what's the most painful thing? Is to watch someone bust their butt, work as hard as they can until they're 70 years old, retire, die at 82, leave nothing to the next generation and see the same thing happen for the next generation. They start over. Starting from zero from a negative position is painful. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of energy. It's not fulfilling, it's not gratifying, it's not what God wants. And I know I get excited about this because I see how a family can solve these problems with very little effort. But a little willingness and a little energy and the desire. We don't have to take everything that you make and put it in a family bank that every family dips into. Keep your own money separate, but let's let our resources work together with synergy. Doesn't mean if you make 200 grand a year and, and your brother makes up 50,000 a year and someone else makes 70,000 a year that you're gonna pay more and they're gonna benefit, unless that's your desire. But it does mean if we work together as a family we can all benefit. What if instead of starting from zero, we started at plus 100 or plus 1,000 or plus 100,000? What if every generation added that? Two generations from now, you're starting at plus four, five, six hundred thousand, and what the first generation left was never gone. It's been built upon. My grandfather used to say, Stash, I've just built the foundation. I haven't even scratched the scratch. It's up to your dad and you and your brother to go build on it. It's up to your sister. It's up to your cousins to go build on it. And you get some goofiness along the way. It happens. Life happens. There's issues. But it doesn't have to be a start from zero or negative. We have the ability, we have the knowledge base, we've got more information today than we've ever had in our history, and we've got one of the lowest legacy values that we've seen in a long time. We've seen the lowest levels of happiness and fulfillment in the last couple of years. Highest levels of depression, anxiety, bankruptcy. Highest levels of personal debt, student debt, mortgage debt, car debt. We're about to jump into a season where we've got foreclosures and repossessions of vehicles again. What if we ended that one family at a time? Remember, our goal at The Responsible Brand is to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear, setting them up to make financial decisions for the next phase of life financially, so that what you do for the next phase of life doesn't hurt you three phases down the line, but allows you to live today without setting everything aside for 30 years from now. It's a balancing act. But if we can go up and down and get the next generation above us and the generation below us working together, and we start sharing some of these common themes, strategies, ideas, concepts, character, integrity, work ethic, goals, people aren't waiting for you to die so they can get an inheritance. That's not the goal. The goal is live as long as you can, but your last three years that you're alive, don't worry about being a burden on the family. Be Worry about being able to take care of what you need. Be able to share those things that you've always wanted to share, but you waited. Be able to breathe life into the great grandbaby. Be able to have cookies with your great grandkids. Be able to let them sit on your lap and just feel those little baby fingers touch your nose and your cheeks and smile at the beauty of 
four generations in a room celebrating life together, knowing that it started with what you wanted to have happen, what God put in your heart, your ability to communicate, and having someone put a plan together. Knowing that if you want to leave a cottage or leave a piece of art or something, that there's a way to make it happen so that when you pass away, people don't have to sell it to pay the taxes or take care of your end-of-life needs. Legacies need to be built upon. It's not based on how you feel or what you think you want to do. It's what we need to do. And this is emotional. And I love this because I've seen families work together as a unit, take the extra money they're putting in their 401k and invest on the oldest person in the family to guarantee a tax-free transition when that person passes away that has a higher rate of return than what they might earn in the market. And I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm telling you there's strategies out there. Why do wealthy people keep their money? Why does the average person give it away? Because the wealthy person understands about legacy and what's important. Once you take care of money, the values, the work ethic, the integrity, the foundational components of what you believe as a family are the most important to you. Your values don't have to be my values. That's why when the responsible brand sits down with you, we talk to you about your values. We never want to impose our values or our priorities on your family when we design the solution. We want you to tell us what's important, and we want to use what you tell us to make the decisions on the path when we have the opportunity to hit a fork in the road. I want to use your goals, your priorities, and your values to make those decisions, not mine. And the responsible brand not good at this. We're great at this. We've been doing this for 20 years. These legacies, these foundations are built upon. If you're going to take the time to build a foundation, don't let your kids waste it because you didn't share with them that you gave them a foundation. If you build a foundation and they don't know where it's at because grass has grown over it, teach them how to take the grass off of it and build on it. If you've got a foundation and you've got a goal for it, share the goal with your kids and grandkids so they can buy into that dream and goal and build on it. If you've got a foundation and they can build on it, what can two generations do? They can build up on it. They can put an addition. They can build around it. They can create something that's beautiful, that has memories, that has lasting memories, that has a place where people can come and talk about what you did. So they can have a place that talks about what they did. So you can have a family legacy. It's not just visiting a tombstone. It's the memory. It's repeating the stories. It's going on the same lake. You and I are going to be gone, and that lake's going to be here five generations from now. Are our kids going to talk about the big fish that great-great-great-grandpa Targos caught on that lake? Remember that 27-inch trout, that rainbow trout that he caught? Remember the scene that bald eagle swooped down and grabbed the perch that you let go? Remember that 1972 speedboat, that duo? Remember that cobalt boat when they got that Cadillac? Remember that pontoon boat? Remember when Aunt Lori was skiing and Aunt Sylvie was skiing? Remember? 
Those are the memories. Those are the legacies. But the money allows it to happen and allows it to stick. And if you're into snowmobiling, sports, you want to visit all the baseball parks in America and you want to do it with your grandkids, do it. But talk to your family. Put a foundational plan in place that allows someone to build on what you've done. Don't let your work be gone like dust in the wind. Change starts with awareness. You can't be aware of something until you are first aware of it. Said differently, you can't be aware of something you're not aware of. I'm helping you become aware that there's an opportunity to let the family function as a unit, the strength of the family to bring back the farm. What if we woke up 30 years from now when we had 10 million family farms that we're building, virtual farms, foundational farms that were being built? What would that do to those kids? 10 million families with eight grandkids each, that's 80 million people. And it doesn't mean you have to have a million dollars today to get started. It can be started with the money that you're transferring away unknowingly and unnecessarily to Uncle Sam. How about if we take away from Uncle Sam to invest in the family? How about if we start there? That's, that's the place I want to start. I don't want to take today's dollars to pay for tomorrow's taxes. I'd rather take today's tax savings to pay for tomorrow's legacy. Big difference. That's using the family as a tool. But people don't talk about that. It requires a conversation. It requires planning. It requires strategy. It requires responsibility. It requires tough conversations. It requires something that's not in the box. Dave, Rick, and Susie aren't going to talk about it. Talking Heads on TV aren't going to talk about it. You're not going to hear about it at church, although you should. You should hear about it at church. Your financial advisor is not talking about it because it doesn't involve what their manager wants to sell from a stock bond or mutual fund. If you've got a good estate planning attorney, you'll hear about it. Even if you're only worth... $200,000 in a house and $100,000 in, in assets, you should be talking about it. If you have kids that have earning potential and you have earning potential and you have grandparents who are still alive, you should be talking about it. You know how you find opportunity? Ask. You know how you look back and re regret? Don't ask. And then let something happen and then say, wow, we could have done this if. I've seen it happen. I've seen zeros fall off the end of what could have happened just because someone wasn't willing to have a conversation. It's an expensive conversation. You work hard for what you have. You've sacrificed for what you've had. Don't let that go to waste. I love people say, well, when, when I pass away, my kids have someone they're working with. Why aren't your advisors in coordination with your kids' advisors to ensure that the strategy stays in place. I'm telling my kids, I prepaid for your planning. I've got it set up, I've paid for it, use it. So when I'm gone, you can keep it as a family. It's not about my kids need to do it on their own and figure it out on their own. If I've already figured something out, I'd be foolish not to share it with my kids. I tell them, I've already prepaid for your planning with my life. Use this 
so you can keep it as a family. You should put that in your will, your trust, your estate plan, write it on the fridge, talk to your kids about it. If your kids are older and they don't even have a financial person in their life, tell them, I've prepaid for your education financially with my team. They will make a recommendation for someone you can work with, but let's make sure the people we work with are on the same page so we're not letting our family resources work against each other. Let's work together as a family. You can still have confidentiality and separate everything. You don't have to share everything like an open book. There's still respect and boundaries. But when we don't talk about how to keep it together as a family, it falls apart. I have so much pain when I see someone pass away and a, a, an advisor comes in whose whole goal is to control the asset, sell an annuity, move some stocks and bonds, and then the family's left with a tax bill because they weren't aware of how to leverage the assets the right way. But they've got their person and it was free anyway, so who cares if we pay an extra 30% in taxes? Your, your parents care. The person who died cares. They spent a lot of time and energy planning to make sure you get something. Maximize it. Don't waste it. Don't be foolish. Don't be prideful. Be happy, joyous, and free. Have fulfillment. Know that you're getting a blessing and that your job is to be a good steward of that gift and it starts before it even transitions into your hand by understanding what to do. I make sure all the people that I work with, I tell them, put at the very top of your trust, in case of emergency, call Stan with my cell phone. Because I don't want someone coming in who's not prepared or who's got a different idea making a decision that costs money in taxes or using the wrong bucket to pay for something. I want to make sure that everything is functioning as efficiently as possible because mom and dad and the person I'm working with took time to put it in place. I want to honor that by making sure it gets implemented the right way when it needs to be implemented. So if you haven't talked to your kids about this, talk to your kids. If you haven't talked to your parents, ask them. Say, hey, mom and dad, I don't need to get into all your business, but how are you taking care of your end-of-life needs? Do you have long-term care? Where's your trust at? Where's your state plan? Who's your person? Can I talk to them when something happens? I need to know what to do so I don't blow it up. I don't want to waste what you've worked hard for. Do you have a desire to do something great that I can help you with? Do you need to take a vacation with the kids or grandkids? Can I help you do that? Do you have money for it? Do you need money for it? How do we work together as a family to help you achieve your goals, your dreams too? It's not just about what you give to me. It's what I can give to you. Do I need to come over and bring the kids and we need to talk about how to make gwomkis and pierogies and tamales as a family? Make tortillas and sweet tortillas and do all the fun stuff that I did with my grandparents? Do you want to do that with your grandkids? Let's do it. Do you want to go fishing or go to the zoo or watch a movie? Let's do it. I'm going to walk around with my dad and mom and videotape what they're going to say and, and the legacy they want to leave so that I can memorialize it and share it with my kids and grandkids. Let's do it. There's a lot there. But you see the strength of the family? You see the value of bringing back the farm? It's almost lost forever, but we can bring it back. That's what we want to do. So I hope that this information has been a benefit to you and your family. 
The responsible brand wants to help grow the understanding of how money works, not just today, but for generations. Please share this with others. Reach out to your responsible team for more information. I hope that you have a great day. God bless you and your family. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.